Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the nat day? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here we are, here we go, episode 63. It's the Hot Fives Podcast. How we going? It's the last one of the year. It is. So many big things happening in this episode altogether, Mike. There's a lot of things happening? Yeah, well, there's this is the last episode. Christmas is coming, right? Allegedly. We just finished a big record challenge. We did. And we've got a guy from the other side of the world... On the record challenge episode, which is what episode 63 is, Joel. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. What's going on? Hey, Joel. When people, when people like, because we have a lot of Australians, do you know any Australians that came to live in Canada for a bit and then heaps. moved back to Australia? It's, like after like a year, like kind of like Nate did yeah, to us. Yeah, no, heaps. It's um, when you're Australian and you finish high school, there's two places you go. If you, uh, most people go to England or most people go to the UK. Because it's a nice central hub to do to jump over to wherever the fuck else in the world you want to go to in that part of in that part of the world, um, but a lot of people who are into snowboarding obviously go to Canada. Yeah, so like Banff is yeah. filled with Australians, yeah. which is close to here. And uh, I'm just curious because like when Nate came back from Australia, he started talking like with a pseudo Australian <laughs> accent, to which I still make fun of him for. Well, it's, um, it's you, how I got to talk to women at the bar yeah. when I got back. Did the reverse, does the reverse happen when people come back to Australia? Do they come back with a cheesy Canadian no, accent? They, they don't say, well, Canadian, I'm not sure. English, definitely not. But what happens when people come back from England is they complain that whatever you could get at a pub in England, like, oh, like I used to get this mad cider. And it's like, oh, you can't get it here, and that sucks. It's like, well, okay, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> deal with it. You're not in England anymore. You oh, came like, back to like Australia. Telling, telling us how bad it is here because we don't have something particular over there. Like, oh, the trains run all night or some shit. It's like, yeah, but th- who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> just that kind of – like, that's what we call – and I'd rather – you know what? To be honest, I'd rather have the fake, um, the fake accent – as oh well, not fake accent the um the modified accent <laughs> oh no it's fake. fake the modified <laughs> accent as opposed to tell me how 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 what I'm missing out on by not being able to catch a train at three a.m. on a Wednesday morning. How did how did the record challenge go for you guys? Did you enjoy it? Was it was it what you'd hoped it would be? I liked it. I I always love it. Like I could do one in a fortnight. Like how I threw that in. I could do one in in, in, in a bi-weekly. How many times I could do one do in a think? bi-weekly. Um, a bi-weekly, like in like hey. in two weeks' time because that's what you call bi- – yeah. Yeah. But I call it a fortnight. Um, yeah, it's, like yeah. I love them. I just 
I get a kick out of them. I get a kick of seeing. I tell you what, actually, before I go on, I just want to give you a shout out to Julie McD. You know, I know she's dating one of you two. I won't give. I won't. No spoilers of who it is. Yeah, <laughs> one but of like, us. <laughs> she. I got the most excited out of seeing her post because I don't think anyone put as much effort into their the thought and then the explanation as she did. So, shout out. I'm sure that will put Good. a big smile on her face. I'm offended, Jewel. <laughs> I put lots of thought into my, <laughs> my picks. In fact, I rolled out of bed, started my car because it was cold, came downstairs and was like, oh, what album yeah, can I pick? That's what I <laughs> yeah. And it showed. It's true. It showed, really. That's basically how I made it through school, too. <laughs> At least you got there. Oh, man. What can I do? <laughs> this will work. Yeah, amazing. No, but yeah, Julie McDee just crushed it. Crushed it. I noticed I noticed you bought a lot of records for this challenge, Joel, or do you just leave them in the shrink wrap? I leave, it, I leave the them in the part, shrink wrap like until I buy a sleeve for them. Because I've started the slow process of getting putting them into proper sleeves. But when if you if you walked into a shop down wow. here and bought a record, it's shrink wrapped. And then I don't want to get it all fucked up, so I just sure. get a knife and slide the opening open, and then leave whatever stickers are on it. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. I would say mine still have stickers on them too. It does make sense, but I've I've never been one for the the added sleeve. You know, I just feel like just just let it live yeah. a life. You know, let's let's see where he's at at the end of it. Because you know, like there are still records around from the '60s and '70s that you can buy used, and yeah, they look like they've 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 seen some shit, but like they're still working and they have that character etched into them. Why are you taking away their etching? It's like you're Botoxing your records. I'm just man. I'm protecting them. You know, like, no, that's actually, that's, that's an interesting point. That's an interesting, um, that's an interesting way to look at it. No, I just, but I just don't like it because, okay, here's my thought. It's a fucking slippery slope. Like, oh, like this okay. one's got a little ding here and da da da. And then all of a sudden, like, they're all fucked and they all just get worse. It's like, well, I just want to keep them as good as I possibly can for as long as I can. That's I fair. respect that, Joel. I respect Thank your you. care. But saying that, I probably yeah. brought, I, I definitely brought, as I said, when we did the um, the collab podcast, like the last episode we did, I definitely brought one LP, um, one record for this challenge. That was like, I'm going out to buy this record. And then it just so happened that I I brought another record which also fit the same category, so I did a a uh, an audible and changed it at the last minute and added this particular record on. So, as mentioned before, this is the High Fives Record Challenge Collab Extravaganza. Joel from the My Age Podcast, who we did this as a collab with, is in the lab in the studio today tonight. It's all different times. You guys are in a studio together? Yeah. yeah. Well, huh. this is this is the virtual studio, Mike. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're in it too. You're part you're of here. it, Mike. I see you. So we picked a bunch of categories, five actually, from the 14 that uh, that were given or that were handed out on a daily basis for 14 Four days. You know, that's half a month. That's two, two weeks. <laughs> we should get a little like ding every time you say it. I can't find think? one, but you can you can post it at one in. Let's kick it off, Joel. We're gonna start with you. Day six, we chose this category: the lazy Sunday afternoon album 
What did you select? Maybe you can you can refresh. I went us. with rival schools united by fate. Um, I think it's I picked it for the main reason that it's it's like I mean it's an anytime album, but it's the ultimate in like I don't know. I, I it's just it's a it's really really well put together. It's really it's not challenge. It's not too challenging if that makes sense. Like it's not just spoon fed, but it's not really I don't know. Difficult. It's a really easy listen, which is you know easy like Sunday afternoon. I think someone wrote a song called that. Um, Somebody did, yeah, or sometime on Sunday. Anyhow, yeah, and I just it was just a nice. It's just a nice album to put on and kind of do whatever you've got to do. Are they big in Australia or is it just like within your circles? Because I think it was like you or Dan that introduced me to Rival Schools like years ago, and I always thought it was just because you guys seem to love Gorilla Biscuits, and so that. That was the, the reason why Rival Schools came into your The first purview. album was massive. Like yeah. this this album, United by Fate, was huge. Um, because it was yeah, Walter Schreifels, who does Gorilla Biscuits, oh, who do Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand and wrote the first Civ album and is just the guy. And so when it was like, here's his new band post Quicksand, everyone was freaking out about it. Um the the other albums they released after probably didn't have the same hype slash appeal down here. Um, they released two, but yeah, I the, when that first one was when that first one re- was released down here down here everybody was listening to it. I w- mm. I was working at the store at the time when that one came out and it was huge. It was a huge seller. Yeah, I think they I were still, on like still, Island Records or something massive. Yeah, Universal maybe or something like yeah. that. Uh that album cover, I still love the aesthetics of that album cover so much. Yeah. It's like instantly appealing. When they toured, they had like, I want to say five or six different versions of that shirt, but just if, like the same shirt, but different colorways. Yeah. So it was like a yellow with brown print and the green with the this and the black with the yellow. And it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. The song I'm going to go with is... A song that I I will put on if anyone wants, you know, not that anyone would want me to make a playlist for them or a mixtape or whatever. Um, Don't try to sell because, yourself on this podcast. No, I, I, Nate, try, I probably should. That's shouldn't. for Nate and me. You're just here. You're just dressing. You're you don't sell yourself. George. I can try. I can have a, I can have a red hot crack. This song is tucked away right at the end. Um, and it's a nice little, like, it's a, it's a cool, it's a really cool closer even though it's not the cl- a closing song, the last song is actually an instrumental. So I consider this song the closer. The song's called So So Down On, and I just – I really like it. Like it's it's like a little, you know, your, your prize for finishing the album. Here is this great jam right at the end called, yeah, So Down On. So Down On. Do you think on. like it's a great song for a lazy Sunday afternoon? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Fair dinkum. That's what it is. Fair dinkum, mate. Full on ACDC CD, mate. <laughs> How is the new ACDC? Are people in Australia going crazy for that? Nah, but they made some. Um, <laughs> I saw no. last the other night. They made some commemorative coins, so you uh-huh. can like, like. But it, it's actually really cool. So it's one hundred and ten dollars for a bunch of commemorative coins, but it's and each coin is like a has the different ACDC artwork, and then the coin like. And then they come in probably about three by three inch little sleeve and then you can put all the sleeves in a box so it looks like a record box 
that's got ACDC plastered all over it and then the records you pull out are ACDC albums like TNT or Dirty Deeds or whatever and then you pull out what would be the record and it's actually a gold, the 20 cent piece commemorative coin. Wow. Does that all make sense? Like, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to have to rewind and listen to it a couple times just to kind of get it all straight. Or I I can just send you the link. I'll send you the link. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you can just look at. ACDC is kind of interesting to me because as a kid, I liked ACDC. And then as I started getting into music, I was like, ugh, ACDC is kind of like, they're like radio rock or whatever. They're good. They're okay. And now as I'm getting older, I've like re-found ACDC and I'm like, I really like ACDC, (laughs) which is really weird. I assume in Australia, it's a whole different kind of feeling. No, it's definitely a, um, it's a common, probably, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely, a, it's a, they're a band you listen to when you're a kid because what else are you going to listen to? Like when you're really young, although I guess nowadays it's changed, but when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. yeah you, there's you, the you chats just, now. Or there's the chats and there's the There's Doom lots of things. There's yeah, yeah. tons of stuff. Um, but yeah, you listen to it as a kid and then you go, oh, I'm now into Pantera or yeah, exactly. No it's a good stepping and, stone as a kid. Yeah. And then you realize, especially if you play an instrument, then you go back and everyone goes, oh, you know, it's really good, rah, rah, rah. which look, it is. I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah, I don't know. That's where I sit. I get that. Yeah. Mike, who goes now? Is it me or is it you? I'm going to let you decide. It's it's my Christmas gift to you. How about you go, Nathan? All right. I'll go then. Day six, lazy Sunday afternoon album. I chose Dustin Kensrue. The album Thoughts That Float on a Different Blood. I actually just bought this on vinyl the other day. I was trying real hard to like keep all the vinyl, keep it going vinyl the whole way through. It didn't it didn't work, which we'll we'll visit later. Um, but this one, I kind of pulled a little bit of a joel. I didn't buy it for the challenge, but I did buy it around the challenge, let's say. That's fair. Yeah. And I I mean I, I love this record. Like like I've said many times before, I just it's it's probably the only record, like the, especially the only live record that like you actually feel like you're in that room, listening to Dustin Kensrue with his guitar on a stage. Um, I think I've chosen one song from this album before in our sixty three uh, sixty three episodes, but I did not rechoose that same song. This time, I chose "Down There by the Train," which is. Also, the final track on this record. So it's a Tom Waits cover, because Tom Waits did this in 2006, but I think it's actually originally a Johnny Cash song from 94. And I don't really like either of them, but I really like Dustin's Whoa, version of it. Back up. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I, don't. I don't. I can't get into Tom Waits to save my life. That's fair. I'm, I was more baffled by Johnny Cash, man. It's so like it's it's ninety four, so it's not old Johnny. It's like that. Yeah, but even the newer sound, the newer Johnny's almost better. Like I didn't, I the old Johnny, I was like, ah, oh, that's country music as a kid. But when those new, when those Johnny Cash albums came out, that um, I can't think of the guy's name. Rick now. Rubin did. Yeah, that Rick Rubin did. They blew my mind. It like totally reopened my eyes to like Johnny Cash. Like that's other fair. than I would have been like, eh, it's just country dribble before. If you listen to them back to back, I would be surprised if you picked Johnny over De- over Dustin because the Dustin version is just like it's so raw and it's so just like 
it's just there's so many levels to it rather than just kind of this straight ahead like it's almost like a little bit more up in the Johnny Cash version too as opposed to like so is I the, don't know is like the, more emotional is Johnny's it's an original Johnny or because on law those I, albums I there's covers so. I was just curious I couldn't find I couldn't find it like anywhere else in the in the iTunes list of this song mm-hmm. it was just Johnny Tom and then Dustin cool. Anyways, I love this song, and uh, I'm going to play it for you right after we hear Mike's choice. So originally in the album pick, I went, or for the challenge, I went with Etta James, but I've, uh, I've hit an audible because I didn't think we were going to play Etta James on the, on the podcast. We could have, Mike. I know we, we could can have. do whatever we want. I know we could have, but I figured, change it up a little bit, but I do like Etta James a lot, and usually on a Sunday afternoon, I have a Sunday playlist with mainly just soul and jazz albums and like vocal singers and stuff like that, like old ska and things like that, that I listen to, but like Doug I and thought, the slugs. No, I don't listen to Doug and the slugs. Oh, I, I thought you were saying old ska. So I assumed you meant <laughs> Doug and the slugs. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> no Doug and the slugs, no Mike and the mechanics, no men at work. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That's my bad. Keep going. Uh, so I hit an audible and I went with, uh, the paperbacks album because it is winter right now and the paperbacks have a very wintry feel to me and if you've ever seen the cover of this album it is uh it's very lazy sunday afternoon it's just like an empty bed kind of messed up sheets uh the album's a double album too so it's a good long long sunday afternoon listen the song i picked was slow learners uh it just reminds me of a lazy winter afternoon when you're kind of depressed, because winter here is depressing, even on a Sunday, even when you got nothing to do. So that's it. That's my pick. Round we go. Joel, start us off. Rival schools united by fate. So on down. Dustin Kensru, thoughts that float on a different blood. Uh, the paperback slow learners off lit from within. Yeah. 
down there by the train, 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 down there by the train.
right, let's fast forward from day six to day eight on the old album challenge. Joel, this was one of your selections, an album that is now of legal age. Yes. So born in 2002. Yes. Which I thought was an interesting, an interesting choice. We had a little back and forth about this, not, not feeling, I, I felt like 2002 wasn't the biggest year in music. Moak disagrees. Joel, do you want to weigh in as a, as a third, third voice in this? Um, it doesn't stand out to me as a big year, but like it doesn't stand out as a, like a classic year, like obviously a a ninety four or a ninety nine or something like that. But you know, as somewhat proven, or like you know, there, there can be points be made for. You know, there were a couple of cool albums that came out, but I also think like it was the year before big other big things were ha- kind of happening, like things were in the works. I don't know. I'm going to sit. I've got splinters on my bum from sitting on the fence. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> you, don't that like po- you don't have to be polite because you're a guest on the show. You're one of us now. You, you, uh, yeah. You just, you just pick a side. Us. You pick your team Mike, your team Nate. It's going to be awkward. You know, he said he'd, he'd reveal it at the end. Right? Okay, fine. So he doesn't want to give anything away as we go here. Are we giving my two cents here or you want to go first, Nate? <laughs> no, no. You, you go ahead. I, I don't really have anything else to say. All Nate's really said is it's not, so there you go. Re- yeah. Feel free to rebuke that, Michael. Well, I think it was a lazy response. I feel like Nate went to his I feel like Nate went to his creative records and was like, I don't remember when this came out. Then he searched on iTunes and didn't do a good enough search. Like a no. simple Wiki- Wikipedia search of two thousand two. Which is what I did. Two thousand two releases, not even punk related. You have Blackalicious, Eminem, Beck, Wilco. Missy Elliott, Interpol, and you know us by the Trail of the Dead, Hot Hot Heat. Those were like that was like a big year. I only know this because I was working at the that's record like store. Like ten releases though. Like Hold I on. mean, that's like I did do the Wikipedia search. Those were and all I don't like, think I I maintain I don't think it was like a big year in music. Well, okay, well, that Eminem album is still always played. The Missy Elliott album is like classic. The Black so here's where, I, here's where I sit with it, right? Okay, I'm just having, right. a, quick, I'm having a quick squizzle man. at the moment. It's, I'm still I'm still firmly planted on the fence, don't worry. Um, sea Change by Beck, Eminem Show, Songs for the Deaf, Rush of Blood to the Head, uh, Yankee Fox, Yankee Hotel Fox Trot. Yeah, like, that's a huge album. No, no, no. Okay, so they are big albums. That one especially was big considering, like, for the band's career. Uh, one by One by the Foo Fighters. There was a Red Hot Chili Peppers album in there that I can't find now. Justified by, you know, what I'll say is it was nothing big and new. Like it wasn't like okay, the that, Strokes okay, so first here, album. Sorry to interrupt, oh, but for example, like I don't like Interpol at all. Yeah. But that Interpol album was like one of the biggest albums of like that decade. <laughs> Sure, but it's, band at the it's time? not necessarily it's not necessarily what was big. It's like what was big okay. to you because okay. it's your collection. It's so based we're, we're on your go to, collection. I'm going to go to the punk genre, punk in sure. quote, air quotations. You got the Alexis on Fire debut against okay. me, Pieball, Joey Ramone. Last By what album. against me album was it? Um, uh, Axel. Okay. Reinventing Axel Rose. The Distillers, My Chemical Romance, Bad Religion, Melancholin. Bad religion, not, not bad religion's best. Millen Cullen's like fourth best. Far from home is awesome. It's uh, home and away. No, oh. whatever that album is. Like home the- from home. Home from home. The red one with like the, the yeah, t- that's yeah. an awesome album. I think they're fourth best. 
So I guess what we're saying, Mike, or what I'm saying, is that it's subjective in terms of whether or not you felt it was a big year. It's not necessarily lazy. It's just subjective. I just think it's a lazy thing to say. So I always, so I always, I have this problem every year when people are like, this year sucked in music. There's always good albums that come out every year. I didn't year. say it sucked. I just said it wasn't a banner as year. big a year. No, you said banner yeah. year. Okay. Same thing. Hmm. Disagree. Agree to disagree. But like, even like, okay, <laughs> even Taking Back Sunday, that's the album I picked in the thing. That Taking yeah. Back Sunday album's huge. Great album. Huge. It's a great album. All these but things I don't are like, think they it were defines like, 2002. Uh, definitely that Taking Back Sunday and the My Chemical Romance like created a whole genre of like e- mall emo that was like huge. Was it Tell, your, tell All Your Friends or was it the yeah. one after that? No, it was Tell All Your Friends and the okay. My Chemical Romance was the first one. Okay. Just Maybe saying. it was a changing of the guard. I just went like from my, from where I sat with it and I'll I'll caveat that with a little asterisk. Where I sat with it, I remember looking at the year going it was the year for big albums, to, for big bands to just re- to release albums. Like there wasn't anything. I mean, obviously well, the Eminem one has to be for sure. That's a huge album. Yeah, that album was shit, but the one. Before yeah, I don't was, like it. I'm not saying I'm yeah. okay. I'm going. I'm coming from where I worked. At, I was working at yeah, the yeah. store at the time, and these like these albums sold like it was a huge year in sales of that at at the store. Like it was insane how much sold. But like again, even even Andrew Knowles by the Trail of the Dead, like I hate that band, but that you could not keep that on the shelves. But so the you can't say that a, it's like a bad year. You can because I and I didn't say it was a bad year. I said it wasn't a banner year, and that's reflected in my collection, which is what this whole challenge is about: is your record collection. It's not about the world's record collection. It's about mine. So I don't have a lot of albums from 2002, and that's oh, all. That's I was all saying. I wanted you to say. That's all I wanted you to say was I don't have a lot of albums. But to make a blanket, but, but you made a blanket it's statement. It's the same thing. Oh, it was a blanket statement. You both. I think you got your feathers ruffled for unnecessarily. <laughs> oh, I just realized I could have thrown an amazing audible because 2002 was the year that the self-titled Boss Car Racer album came out. Which was a fucking banger. There's no way that came out in 2002. It is 100%. Dude. It's on there for sure. I, really? Like, yeah. I completely. I think I. I think I topped in that's albums a, that, that came is out a great album. I topped in two thousand albums that came in 2002. Saw songs for the deaf and went. Well, nothing's going to beat that. So that's what I went with. How do I have dug a bit further? Y'all would have been listening to because I feel so something. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, what did you pick, Joel? I, so I went with probably the least punk rock song. Well, the probably the least punk rock, quote unquote, banjo here today, maybe. Um, I went with Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf, and then I just stopped. I saw that and went, well, that's a fucking like I, it holds a really like I I hold that album in high regard as a lot of people do who like it. Um, and I remember I remember the album coming out, thought nothing of it. I remember the big single, which was No One Knows, and I don't know if. The Hottest 100 is something that resonates up in Canada. But every year, Triple J, which is the a national radio station, does a thing on – it used to be on Australia Day. They've now changed it um, where they basically – well, they do a, a poll that starts about now and ends sometime in January um, for the hottest hottest song of the year. And they're an alternate – you know, a youth-based alternate radio station. Um, and in 2002 – no one knows by Queens of the Stone Age one, and I was like, "This song's fucking balls, like it's not that good." Didn't get it. Didn't get it at all. 
Um, and then I was at a party one night and a friend's like, a friend was telling me how good the album was. I was like, that song's not that good. And he goes, no, 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 there's more to it than that, da, da, da. And he goes, and like, it's a really cool concept. Like, it's like, you know, you're getting in a car in LA and you're driving it to Joshua Tree and it's like the radio station changes and it's a bit of a concepty, vibey theme to it. Well, that's kind of interesting. And then whilst this was going on, me and a friend are watching, um, like constantly watching CKY4, like the camp, you know, CKY mm-hmm. videos, yeah, CKY4. And at the start of CKY4, there's this song that sounds like Refused, but like way better is not the right word, but like less pretension and less arty and more just like, more like the Bronx than Refused, if that makes sense, Like, but in that really aggressive kind of vein. Anyhow, I was like, this song's fucking amazing. Wonder what it is, never looked into it. And then a mate's like, this is the first track off the Queens of the Stone Age album. I was like, nah, it's not, it couldn't be. He's like, go check it out. And fucking sure enough, the opening to CKY4 is um, I the the song they refer to as Millionaire, but I can't remember the longer title of it. Um, so that's the song I went with. And it, to me, it sounds like... Hold on, you went refused... with a song that you don't know the title to? <laughs> no, it's a really, really long title. It's a really I'm just, long title. I'm just, I'm just joking, Joel. Yeah, so that's my story. I only get angry at Nate on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. as I've seen just now. Yeah, I take the beatings for everyone. But you're a good boy like that. <laughs> well, to me, one of the standouts from 2002. <laughs> one of the many standouts? Me, one of the few. Just to me. One of the few standouts. Um, I had to go. I had to go into the CD collection because, and I actually efforted going to the record store in COVID, rubber rubber gloves on, mask on, to try and find something. And what I was after was like Get Up Kids. Guilt Show came out that year. Mm. Um, also a great album. Yeah. See, uh, but my my full discretion, full disclosure, I definitely fell off on that album. Guilt, well, it's uh, it's a complete Get cha- Up Kids. I think that's yeah. their big changing moment. That's their big. That's their like. That was that was where I jumped on. Yeah, I was definitely off for that. I didn't like it when it came out, but now I love that album because it was too weird. It was not as good as their other stuff at the time in my head. So I looked up Get Up Kids at the record store. I looked up RJD2 oh, who had a record that's a good out album that year. Too. Um, I looked up the Helicopters who had a record out that year, and I could not find any of them. I went to two record stores. And uh, I couldn't find any. So I had to go into the CD collection, which I was really trying to avoid because I don't have a big vinyl collection, but I was trying to stick to it. Uh, and the album that I liked, just me, that I, I enjoyed from 2002 was the uh, Rancid No Effects BYO split, which hands down to me is the best of that series. Um, I love that series. And No Effects completely wins that that entire album i think they both did a nice job but i think no effects just turned the songs into their own as opposed to you know rancid just kind of covered them i think no effects really like like worked on those songs a little bit um so the song i chose because it really you could choose any of these uh but the one i chose was olympia washington um which is one of my favorite rancid songs it's uh from the album that you second rate joel um and out come the wolves and uh it is uh i just i love what no effects did like they they varied the tempos the chorus is super fast they just very much made like it's very much a no effects song written by rancid i like it 
That's my definitely my favorite rancid song. It's your favorite rancid song. Yep, that's a bold tip. It's one of mine. But Olympia, it, yeah, hands down. It's a great song. It is a good song. I mean, like if I knew someone that would like was into making lists and stuff, I'd I'd say we should put together like a top five rancid out songs thing. But like, I don't know. We didn't invite you that. on here to suggest <laughs> podcast topics. Sorry, I should send that through PR. I should send that to your your PR yeah. agency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're through PR people. Yeah. We're, we're in between PR people okay, at the right. moment. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Hillary can help you out. I'll, 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 I'll keep an eye out on LinkedIn for anyone that announces their new partnership yeah. with you guys. Yeah, it'll be a big deal. It'll yeah. be a banner day on LinkedIn. Nate, I didn't want to tell you, but we let Hillary go. <laughs> uh, damn it. I was just... Her and I were really like finally starting to connect. I, I know she just irked me. She talked about two thousand one albums not being that great, and I just I just right. lost it on her. Right? No, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just surprised somebody else took a beating. <laughs> Michael, day eight to you. Day eight in the album challenge. I went with Taking Back Sunday. Tell all your friends, which is a great album, by the way. Huge yes, album. It is. Uh, but I wanted to use. Pretty Girls Make Graves because I love their debut LP and I didn't oh. own it. So I couldn't take a picture of it. Plus I was running late for work. So I grabbed the first <laughs> one and I can remember. <laughs> imagine like... <laughs> That's the you, best part of that story. If you, if you had time to like... Um, imagine if you got a bit of a heads up of what the categories and the topics were going to be. You could so, have planned accordingly. You don't know imagine. me very well. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fl- I mean, <laughs> I'm not a planner. <laughs> In fairness, Joel, there was one category that was album of an yeah, album. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how how much can you really trust that list? I'm not gonna li- look, I'm not gonna live that down. Tony Hawk Pro Skater has no lyrics. <laughs> no. <laughs> you will never live that no. down. <laughs> some things. Not one some person th- did album with an album on it though, so that was pretty good. So, so you, it just you, goes to show my to- yeah, I can get my message out there. Yeah. I feel like it could have been done. There's got to be some out there, right? The only one that everyone said was trashed. Hmm. Okay, so I went with Pretty Girls Make Graves, uh, which is originally a a Murder City Devils side project with Andrea and Derek. Um, But right after Murder City Devils broke up, it became a full-time thing. So I don't know if you listened to them very much before, either of you. We had a chance to see Murder City Devils at at Punk Rock Bowling, and we missed it. They're on my bucket list. Was really? that was that you and me? Yeah, I don't think they're playing shows again. They they're one of those bands that kind of go like they'll start doing some shows and then you won't hear about it for a while. So, huh? Anyway, uh, really like this album. Uh, the album came out on Lookout Records. It's called Good Health. I went with the song Bring It On, Golden Pond, and uh, it's just it's got like the chaotic rock and roll of Murder City Devils uh, with a little bit more Riot Girl feel and. Uh, I like it a lot more than like, I know there's the album after it got even more like critical acclaim, but it got a little bit more indie Rocky, but anyway, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. What would you, what would you have picked off the Taking Back Sunday album? Mm, sing I don't know. It. I like Just the whole it. album. Okay. I like that whole album. <laughs> that, that, that album holds a special place in my heart. So yeah, that's fair enough. It's cheesy, but I like it. I still like it's one of those albums. If you put it on, I still sing along to all the all the words and Unashamedly, stuff. Unashamedly, yeah, on the song. Yeah, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, songs for the deaf, and the title is called "You Think I Ain't Worth a Dollar, But I Feel Like a Millionaire." No effects. 
Olympia, Washington. Off the rancid no effects BYO split. And? Pretty Girls Make Graves. Bring it on Golden Pond off Good Health.
Fast forward from day eight now to day 10. Day 10 was an album you bought at a show. Joel, is there an album you bought at a show? One you could recall offhand? One you might have put into a record challenge, maybe? Defs, 100%. 100%. Really? So I was going to go with, um, I was going to go with just because of the personal connection between one of the hosts on this podcast and myself. I was going to go with. Something I purchased at Punk Rock Bowling last year, but the options were Refused, Descendants, or Drug Church, and I use them. Everybody use well, not everybody uses Drug Church, but Refused get used heaps, Descendants get used heaps. So I thought I'd go with something a bit different. Um, I went with Hot Water Music's No Division. Um, 
I brought this at a show completely at the whim of someone, um, the singer from Irrelevant, Damon, reach as I'm looking through like a record crate distro thing at a show. He pops over, sees me flick past it, goes, go back, pulls out and goes, you need to buy this now. This is the best album ever. I was like, that's that's interesting. That's a bold statement. It's high praise. He was a big fan of the band that had just come out. And I bought it and I remember listening to it going, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it at all. <laughs> and then it took me it took me probably two months of like revisiting it every once in a while and then going, ah, now I get it. And it just kind of clicked. But um, I'm not ashamed to say I definitely did not understand it the first time I heard it. I didn't like Hot Water Music until like maybe like, Chuck Reagan's solo stuff, and then I start. Then I went back, and I was like, I finally get Hot Water music. Wow! It took me a long time to like Hot Water. Was that your first uh, dip into the Hot Water, Joel? Yeah, no division. Yeah, because it came out just as I got it. Like it, it. Sorry, I got it just as it was had come out. Um, I had never heard him before, but yeah, just all the cool kids liked him. This is like late nineties, early two, like late nineties, early two thousands. All the cool kid, kids liked him, and I went, well, if Damien says that, then let's do it. And then I did it. And then, yeah, like that's my that's my go-to hot water music album. I don't recommend it to people to start off on. Yeah. Because there's a lot more. It's a more, deeper cut. Yeah, there's a lot more palatable stuff. The next two albums that came out on Epitaph are probably a bit more palatable. But um, this one's got that special place. So were they playing the show? Like, were you no, at a hot water weren't. show? We were just oh, it was just somebody sh- turned up with records. I kind of missed that. I forgot about that. How they yeah, used to distros. have distros at shows. So it was just a local hardcore show at a venue in Sydney that Ballpark used to play all the time called the Iron Duke. And Resist Records, Graham from Resist Records, and a few other people would do it at different shows. But if Graham put on the show, he'd bring his records. Shout out Graham. Shout out Graham. A bunch of records bunch of cds and just like plonk them there and sell them and there'd be new shit and old shit and obviously whatever and yeah so it was and like for someone like me who was i didn't live in the city i didn't work in the city i never got to go to resist like if i was going to the city it was to see a band play and the show and like the shop would have already been shut so it was a perfect way for me just to be like well can't get in there He's curated like what's new and what's popular and whatever, so he should have something cool, and that's how I bought a lot of stuff in the earlier days of getting into the less accessible stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I like that you made this this category your own because I fully meant it. Like you know, a, a record that you you bought at a show because that band was playing the playing. show. Yeah, the second you the second I saw the subject the topic, that was the first thing I thought of, like that album. Like, because I still remember going, da, 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 and then like getting told, no, no, this is what you need to buy. Like, just buy it. Don't worry that you've never heard it before. Just buy it. So I did. And I'm surprised you decoded the category because it was initially posted as album you bought at an album. So <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to figure it out. Like, it wasn't that, it wasn't that tough to figure out. I um, went with the sentimental choice. I went with punk rock bowling, Joel, because that is the last festival that I've been to. And you and I were there together. And, and this was, was a special. record challenge between high age and my age. High age. Not high age. High fives. High fives and my age. And so that's why I did it. There I picked go. the fat comp from punk rock 
bowling. And I mean, I, I'm not going to go into it. This trip was amazing. The, the festival was amazing. Uh, this comp is like the ultimate, one of the ultimate souvenirs from that, uh, that trip. And like these comps aren't, it's not like they're that great. I have a, I have a couple of them, like a handful, but like they always do a really cool, like piece of vinyl. Like it's, you know, some sort of crazy splatter and some sort of crazy color. Um, like the bands that are on it, like most of them aren't even playing. Like, I think there was one fat band playing punk rock bowling. It was TBR and direct hit had a sideshow and that was it. So like all these bands that are appearing on the comp had nothing to do with the festival other than the fact that fat was there Mm -hmm. selling, selling comps, but like still it's just, it's cool to have these mementos, you know, from, from that, that trip. And I think they're the only record label. Maybe they're not the only record label that does that. That's a, that's a bold statement that I, I can't back up. But like, those are definitely the ones. And they sell out every every time. They've got the variants. They've got, I, I love these comps. I only, when I first started going to festivals, I didn't have like a vinyl collection. So I never bought any of them. But fortunately, I've been to a couple of festivals with a couple of people that bought like every variant there was. So I've been able to buy them after the fact. So I'm all caught up now on the festivals that I've been to. Anyways, anyways, the song I picked off this comp, um, there's a couple reasons I picked this song. Number one is because Joel in honor of you being on the show. Thank you. And your your um your comment in earlier podcasts that like really you need one ska song to round out the show. It just right? doesn't you feel need right at without least it. One. It doesn't right. feel right without it. It's like having a burger <laughs> so, without pickles. Like it's still a burger. But is it right. really a burger? Like is it all right. it could be? See, I don't eat pickles on my burgers, but Settle I like my ska bands. Settle down, mate. <laughs> Grow up then. You need to grow up and eat those pickles. Don't pull them off and throw them at the window. Eat the pickles. <laughs> or throw them out the window and watch them slide down. Yeah. What did I say? Right. Throw them out the window. No, I on. I think I said on, but on. I digest anyhow. Yeah. I mean, do we do we have any idea what you're saying no. at this point? No. no. <laughs> Just nod and smile. In a, in a fortnight, you'll look back and understand maybe. <laughs> so that's, that's one part of this is it's – it's in honor to you that I picked a ska-ish song, let's say. Uh, it came out in 2018, and the song, I mean, we're, we're at the time of year. Uh, it's I'm Going Surfing for Christmas. It just kind of, like, it feels like one of, by the Mad Caddies, it, it feels like one of those Christmas carols from when you were a kid. Like, it kind of has that, like, melakaliki maka, like, vibe to it. Um, I mean, anything with a ukulele and an acoustic guitar around Christmas time, I think, feels like Melikalikimaka. But uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It feels right. It's better than Thoughts? I could have said it. I'm not You've Hawaiian. been to Hawaii. I'm not Hawaiian. I can't. <laughs> okay. uh... We'll go with it. I'll like pineapple on my pizza and I'll give you a big tick. That's, that's, that's a discussion for another day, Joel. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I like pineapple Anyways, on my pizza too. There you go. I think it's a Canadian thing. It, I think it, it was, I, it was founded in Canada. Canada. Yeah. 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 Which is odd. Cause like, I would think most pineapple's people. Pineapple's not a Canadian thing. No, <laughs> no think, it's not. You don't think of pineapples and think of Canada. Where do you guys grow those pineapples in Canada? Yeah. Well, we don't. We buy them at the store. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get them from the pineapple tree, the pineapple can tree. You know, the old store farm. Yeah. Have you been to the store farm before? That's where I get all my vegetables. <laughs> so it's I'm going surfing for Christmas. Mad caddies 
off the fat comp from punk rock bowling. Michael? This was one of the tougher ones for me because as I was going through even my my CDs, I was like, I don't really buy that many things at shows. Um, I think because I don't like lugging things around. <laughs> to which someone in the WhatsApp chat replied, that's why you drive there and put it in your car. <laughs> yeah. Which is a fair response. True. Ins and outs. It's it's pretty fair, but yeah, I don't I don't know why. I often would go to a show and then pick up an album after, but not, uh, I just didn't buy that many things at shows. So I was scrambling that morning, again, in the morning before work. Right. <laughs> and I remember that I had bought a jewel tape off my buddy Devin, who was one of the first all ages shows I'd went to in town. Um, I am not going to play that tape on the podcast because hey, I don't you know have to, played a jewel song before, Yeah, but this tape, I don't, I don't have it digitized. I don't know. It's if not any, there. It's not there. And also I don't think the recording quality on it is great. Uh, you I, could play it through a ghetto blaster. Yes. I do love jewel, but I'm, I'm not going to play them. But as I was sitting thinking, I did buy us another local band's album. Um, and that is Sabretooth. And uh, I think I played Sabretooth really early on in the show here. Um, but they're a local band that's not around anymore. But I was working the Dave House Bouncing Souls, Bounce, Bouncing Souls show and uh, Sabretooth opened. And I really liked them. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Because at that time, there wasn't a lot of Calgary bands playing like that kind of punk rock anymore. There was like a lot of like beer core stuff and then a lot of really good indie rock and folk bands. And that seems to be like more of the trend in Calgary. So it was kind of cool to see a band playing like punk that I liked. And uh, I picked up the album. I still listen to it all the time. And it's actually on vinyl even, which is part of that challenge, I guess. So I could have used it. Anyway, uh, the album's Morning Breath and the song is Weird Incorporated. Hot Water Music, No Division, and the song I went with was called Free Radio Gainesville, which features Walter Schreifels on backing vocals. I'm going surfing for Christmas. Mad Caddy's Fat Records Comp Punk Rock Bowling 2019. Sabretooth, the album's Morning Breath, and the song is Weird Incorporated.